0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Wide Water Sports. Courtney here, and on this week's special edition of the Wide Water Sports, we chat with Shellhaven's dual international, Andrew Walker. We chat how he first started playing footy for both Bombery in Rugby League and Shoals in Rugby Union before moving to Sydney with Randwick, and then having stints in the NRLs, obviously the St. George Dragons, Sydney Roosters, and Manly Warringah Sea Eagles, as well as stints in the Super Rugby with ACT Brumbies and the Queensland Reds. On top of strong careers in both the NRL and Super Rugby competitions, Andrew Walker was capped once and seven times with the kangaroos and Wallabies, respectively. During our discussion, we chat about the highs and lows with all those teams throughout his career and what's next for Andrew Walker. I hope you enjoy our chat. Let's start from the beginning. When and why did you first start playing footy in the Shoalhaven? When and why? Yeah. When was, um, shit, it
1: was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a long time ago. that's when I was uh, playing under fifteen down there for Bomberay. Uh, yeah. Yes. And why I, I did it because uh, to be to be realistic, uh, we, well, me and all my mates we wanted to do something on, on a Sunday, and um, a bloke called Peter Phelps, that just just passed away. He was uh, he was our coach at the Shelleys, and uh, mate and. That's why we did it because we, we've become really good mates with him and he, he gave us the opportunity to play rugby and taught us a lot, a lot of a lot of the rugby.
0: How did you sort of balance playing league and union during your younger years at is and obviously at Bombardary? Well, younger years, mate, we balanced it because, you know what I mean, like we
1: had that much energy, you know what I mean, like we've always... You know, if it wasn't swimming, we, we was always playing touch footy on a Sunday. So, but we ended up we ended up playing playing footy, you know, playing rugby on the Saturday, and um, on the Sunday, would would you know, Pete Phelps would come and pick us up, and and you know, we were young and energised, but you know, we we had that opportunity, so so we played we played on the Saturday and Sunday.
0: Then after playing the Shellhaven, Haven, you moved to Sydney to play at we with Eddie Jones. Talk us through that decision. Oh, the big uh, the big push for me. I was
1: um I was under sixteens and uh, I, I, was, I was only sixteen years of age and um, I was playing for uh, I played with uh, Illawarra, uh, Illawarra and um, and the coach was uh, Val Bell Tyson and um, and our, our manager was uh, Jack Allen. You know what I mean? And, and Jack was part of the, the Shelving the the, the, the Shell Avon crew and. And I, I think Jack, well, Jack Allen saw the potential of of me developing into a you know a better footballer because I was uh, I don't know I, I don't know I think Jack sort of seen me dance more than the other kids, you know, in in skill wise and everything else, and he and he put me in the um in the first in in, in the first in the first division in the um in the Illawarra because we had a country country carnival out out in the parks and that's where I, I, I we ended up we ended up winning it out there. And, uh, and I ended up kicking the the win field goal, I think.
0: Yeah. How good was that? So that sort of led you to playing for Renwick. Well,
1: Jack Allen, well Jack Allen had the big, big, big influence on on me there. Um, he knew mates in Sydney, and and he he had mates with Jeff Sales, I think. And he was really good mates with Jeff Sales, and the first grade coach in Renwick, and um, <clears throat> he took me up there. And showed me around, and and, and, and said, "Well, here yeah, I've got a player for you, Jeff." And 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 Jeff Sales sort of took me took me under his wing, and, and showed me showed me where to live. And uh, Jeff Sales sort of put me with um Lloyd Lloyd Walker's uh, mum and dad, Elaine and Jack 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 Walker. And uh, I moved out to La Perouse, and I lived with them. And, and that's when uh, I, well, I got taught by 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 the man himself, Lloyd Walker.
0: Was it? Was this a time where you thought I could actually make a go and become a professional footballer? Well, it wasn't professional back then, you know. what I mean, I just wanted
1: opportunities for myself because, yeah, um, at home, like I knew, I knew, I knew I was uh, good, but I really wanted to test myself to see how good I was. And I went up. I went up with a mate of mine, Brett Stewart. You know, me, me, and him went up there to Randwick, and we had a crack of it, and. Uh, sort of brett sort of you know, he got a homesick I think and come back home. I sort of stuck it out and uh, you know and um, and that's where it sort of eventuated. You know, I, I, I thought I was, you know, a little bit advantaged than, than
0: the other kids playing playing first grade. Then after winning the premiership with Ramwick in nineteen ninety one, you signed with <sighs> the St George Dragons. So talk us through going from union to league. Well union wasn't professional then. You know what I mean like I would
1: have stuck it out if, if Union was professional um, but how that happened Um, I made uh, under 21s that year Australian under 21s and I played with the likes of Gary, Gary Morgan you know um, well the bloke that's got locked up now Craig Wells mm-hmm. uh, and um and a contract, well, a contract come along, you know. At, you know, they they sort of died at, you know they died at this opportunity of a, a young sixteen-year-old playing under twenty ones, and um, and Brian Brian Smith came to me with a with a with a fifty thousand dollars contract, and um, and I was you know I was only just turning seventeen, and um, I had you know I had a I had a girlfriend and uh, and a young baby by then, to you know, and I I had to support him and that's how
0: they come along. You went on to play 18 games for the Dragons from 92 to 94. What was your highlight playing for the Red V? Well,
1: the highlight was uh, just putting, you know, making first grade, you know what I mean? Like and, and, and just playing NRL, like, for me, like, and and playing with the likes of, you know, my idol, Brad, Brad Mackay, you know what I mean? Like, he was, he was my sort of idol at the Dragons because it reminded me a little bit of, like, um, Graham McGrady, uh, which was a tough, tough, tough player, and, uh, and just you know, it was it was a good player.
0: Following the Dragons, you moved to the Sydney Roosters. Um, why was that? Why did you sort of go that direction?
1: Um, well, I was sort of <coughs> I played played a couple of first grade games for the Dragons, and and uh, ninety ninety three I think it was I played you know the first year for the Dragons. Ever you know, I played the opening opening season. I got I've got six months out of it to, you know head head eye tackle. They, they used me as an, an example. You know, for the head eye tackle, that was the first time the head eye tackle come in, and uh, and how they come apart was um well well I sort of you know played for them, and I I, I and I wanted to I really wanted to bloody you know just develop. Developed into in, into a better football, I suppose. Yeah.
0: While the Roosters, you went on to play one hundred and three games over five seasons. Do you think your game really flourished when you went to the tricolors?
1: Oh, I certainly did. It it developed because I was playing with the likes of Brad Fiddler, Adrian Land and and Luke Rickerson. Like I, I really had a, I, I was really playing playing with some good forwards actually. Yeah, you know? I was playing. I really playing with some good forwards, and that and that, that gave me. That gave me a lot of a lot of time and space. So that really developed
0: developed my game. During that span you were awarded with both a City Origin jersey and a kangaroos jersey, were they long term goals of yours?
1: To be realistic, I never set any goals. I just you know, I just went out there and played footy, really. I I never really set any goals but but you know what I mean, I and once I did, did start to develop uh, you know, my skills and that, like I you know, they, they just come along. They just seem to happen. You know, I've never really set set any goals. Like I, I didn't really take football too serious back then. I just thought, you know, it was like, you know, playing playing back home. You know, on a Saturday or Sunday. I never really set it, set any goals to to achieve them. But they just, you know, they come along.
0: You moved back to rugby in two thousand, uh, signing with the ACT Brumbies. Was it was always a plan to move back to rugby once it sort of got the professional legs? Um. Uh,
1: no, it wasn't. Like, I've always wanted to play, you know, I've always wanted to play NRL. And because uh, my, 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 you know, my, older, my old, older brother that passed away last night, actually, that he he's a big inspiration that, that drove me to play rugby league. And uh, I, I just wanted to play, you know, rugby league. So, because of him. Mm.
0: What was the adjustments playing, going back to rugby from playing league for so long?
1: Adjustments. The adjustments was, uh, you know, the lines and uh, and, and the rules, and um, and we we're playing against, you know, really elite elite players in in
0: uh, in, in, in the Super Super Twelve. Then yeah. you played four seasons for the Brumbies. Was there something that stood out from you during your era at the Brumbies?
1: Uh, any any game? Did you say?
0: Yeah, or any any particular highlight that stands out while you're playing in the Brumbies colours?
1: Well, the highlight the highlight was winning you know winning the Super Twelve. You know, what I mean, we, we played we played we played the Sharks. We had a a flawless, flawless night. You know what I mean? Uh, we ended up winning. I think it was thirty six six. I think it was, and uh, I I kicked uh, eight from eight that night, and uh, we had a you know a really a really unblemished night that night. You know, we just uh, we, we were on song.
0: That was a pretty good Brumbies team, wasn't it?
1: Oh, certainly it was, because I think I I was playing in the likes of, you know, I think eight eight or nine, I think it
0: was, Wallaby players, you know? Well, speaking of the Wallabies, you were awarded with um, some Wallabies caps. You got seven in total. You you obviously said you don't really set dreams, but obviously once you went back to rugby, you'd obviously like to pull on the golden jersey of the Wallabies.
1: Uh, Well, going back there, going back there like... And playing with the likes of uh, Greg and Larkham, Rolfe and Owen Fennigan, like I did set goals because I so I wanted to become like you know my sort of mentor was uh, Jay Rolf really in rugby and I really wanted to be like him mm. you know and he taught me a lot in rugby he taught me about the, the the running lines and and when when to run and how to run and and and, and knowing and knowing when when the timing the timing there was, was the strike and, and and playing with them, you know, Steve, Stephen Larkham, like one of the gifted, gifted players
0: that, that, that can see open space and Joe Roll. Like they taught me a lot. What did it mean to you become a dual international? Because by this time you'd pay for Australia for both rugby league and rugby union. Right. What it meant to me, it meant yeah. it meant the world. Yeah. It meant and it, it meant the world to me. Because um, playing for your country
1: in, in, in letting known two jumpers but one jumper was really fantastic but having two was uh, the ultimate you know what I mean and also putting putting my family my family's name you know in, in, on, on the map also and and, and and putting and putting you know oven in the, in the limelight because if it wasn't for them
0: I, I probably wouldn't have I probably wouldn't have played rugby absolutely. After playing for the Brumbies, you returned for one year to Manly in two thousand and four. Why was it only for one year? And talk us through you deciding to go back to Manly.
1: Well, the big thing for me was um, I was sort of, you know, I wasn't sort of cutting. I wasn't sort of cutting down at the Brumbies. There was a bloke called uh, Clive Rathburn that was playing. Yeah. I mean, and and I found it really hard to, you know, I found it hard to find a spot there, and. um, yeah, just a couple of a couple of meaners come into it you know what i mean when when i wasn't showing up a training you know a few, few times and and that sort of put me on the back burner and 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 that's and that's why that sort of happened yeah mm.
0: did you enjoy your one stint at manly
1: i loved it like i absolutely loved it like i, I got taught by um i got taught by uh desi hasler which is which i found i found as a great coach you know he had, he had different methods to other to other coaches that I've been coached by and but going back to Manly like it was, it was fantastic and you know I really loved it there and I, I, I really relished it and you know, from from there I think it was that development stage where they just
0: after just after I think they were Northern Eagles and it mm. was that development stage to get to
1: get Manly back back to that stronghold again which, which they was you know. Mm.
0: Absolutely then you took your talents abroad to union club, Galliak. Was that um, how was that experience playing abroad? Uh,
1: Mate, that was a, that was a, that, that day was a that was lifetime uh, uh, you know, experience of a lifetime you know taking the family over as well you know i mean showing showing them showing them you know France, you know european rugby and 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 the lifestyle over there was fantastic and 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 the big bonus for me was my kids you know, experience experience the french, the french way and, and 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 they picked up the language you know my son picked up the language in a matter of two months and wow. and and yeah, the language, the language, you know, like them to have an, another language was, was a highlight and, and the wife, you know, she, she she's never left Australia and, and she, she absolutely, she absolutely, you know, loved it, yeah.
0: How was the style of rugby different from in Australia to in France? Oh, well, the style of rugby was,
1: uh, they were pretty happy to, the club I was playing with, they were pretty happy with the draw, you know, like, they <laughs> You know, they, they were very happy with the draw, and I wasn't. So that was, uh, I don't know, that this sort of way of, um, you know, I don't know how how it, had to be excited, but I wasn't. Like, I've i always been, you know, no, we need to win this, we need to win this. But I think there's different styles of rugby over there because uh, plus the conditions come, come into play as well. You know what I mean? Like, we had to get up in the morning, like, and go – and hang out, hang out with each other since nine o'clock in the morning until probably two thirty, because we had, we had to find it, set the ground, fall out, and play. So, so that was a big, you know, a big, big, big lifestyle change of football. But you know, the way the way they played the game, they was they was just pretty content on pretty content on on just being, you know, having the draw. And I was, you know, I've always wanted to be, you know, I've always wanted to be a winner, like. And until this day i I am still looking that
0: I think that's the australian mentality if you're gonna if you're going play your maze well try and win
1: well that's right there was there was one time there like we, there was two minutes left on the clock oh, I think it was a minute a minute left on the clock and we, we were halfway out and and, I, and oh, not halfway about forty meters out and uh, they looked at me and they said oh, I had to take take the shot of gold and I went, what, what, there's a minute to go, like, if I can punch, if I can punch it down to our, you know, their, their, their 10 metres, like, I'm pretty sure we can, you know, ball it up the field and, and come home with a win, so, but, but the coach yelled out and said, "Andy, hey, go, go for the, go for the golden, which I did, and, and I, I kicked the golden, everyone was jumping up like we won the game, and I looked at my best mate, uh, Martin Worthington, he's from, he's from England, he's from England, and, um, He's from England, and he looked at me and goes, that's the way it is, you know what I mean? They're just happy to have a glory, and I went, oh, well, I'm not. And he, he, me and him sort of sat back and went, well, we can't be happy with that COVID.
0: Uh, Do you think that's one of the reasons you returned to the Reds in 2007 and
1: 2008? Uh, no, the big thing was it was Eddie Jones. That was the big driving force. Like, I, he found out that Chris Latham, Chris Latham was injured. Done his knee, and he was looking for a fullback. And um, Chris and um, Eddie James rang me, you know, once, and I went, "No, I don't want to come back. This, this is the lifestyle I want to live." You know what I mean? And uh the second year. Ah, oh, well, not the second the second phone call. The second phone call happened, and I sort of went, "No, no, I really don't want it." You know, and but the third the third phone call, like it was sort of desperation for Eddie. I think it was, and he couldn't find anyone. He goes, so I want you to come home." And I went, "Well, yeah, no, look, it's you know, it's three times he's rung me," and um, I I come back home, and and the blessing in the sky is that after after that third phone call, and I come home. You know, I received all my money and everything else. Like a lot of a lot of people go over there and don't receive their money, and I received it. You know, I got my money out of them and come back home. Uh, the club folded, and you know, it was it was a yeah, you know, it was a wow. A in the yeah.
0: Do you think it was the perfect way to sort of end your uh, decorated career with the Reds? Uh, no, I would have
1: liked to probably finish it on a high, but mm. you know what I mean, like. Different coaches, different different style and different 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 beliefs, you know what I mean? Because uh, I, had, I had a Blake uh, which he was, uh, I think he was the under under nineteen's Australian coach, you know, and um, yeah, you know, he he had his favourites, and I, I just I just didn't think I was one of them because uh, because I just told it how it really really should be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Looking back on it all, what's your career highlight?
1: Uh, my career highlights was um. Uh, well, my career highlights was playing, you know, first grade. You know what I mean, like, and and, and putting on the putting on an NRL, you know, NRL jersey. But my big highlight was, you know, representing representing my countries in two codes, mm. and, and, and 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 displaying displaying our, our Walker name.
0: Absolutely. Since then, you've kept yourself busy. You've coached the Cook Islands, and you play with your family, which you've mentioned before, within in the ls Sevens knockout. With obviously, there's a Plenty of like the Brandon brothers are from now as well. Um, Winning back-to-back crowns with the Southern Kings. Talk us through sort of your career post-professional. sort of uh, Well, post-professional, like talking and talking for that career, like I enjoyed every game, you know what I mean? Like
1: I just, I just love a game. A game, of, you know, a game of footy. Doesn't matter if it's rugby league or rugby union, and play and and play, them, and, and play them with the, you know, your nephews and, and teach them a few things about about professionalism. And you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's only going to help them in, in in their careers. And I I, I really wish wish they get the breaks that I that I that I that I got. But they but they're pretty difficult these days. Like they're they're, they're looking at the backgrounds of the families and they, they don't really look at look at the player how good he can, you know, our, our opportunities can, can change, change a person and, th- and that's what I look at. Like, I, I, I try to, I try to help these young kids that, you know, that, that I see that the potentials and, and, and try to give them opportunities.
0: Is that why you put your hand up to coach teams like the Cook ons?
1: Oh, that's right because there's so many gifted, 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 unknown players out there that, that, that need this opportunity, like like if we would have made the World Cup, you know, what I mean, if we, we would have made the World Cup for the for the for the Cook Islands, like that could have changed all them players and coaches lost. For sure like, completely like their lifestyle like and 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 that's and that's all I look at like if if, if one person can can take one person oh, or, or one one word what I say or whatever then, and and make them believe it or follow, follow their dreams I, I think you know that's what I want in this world because because there's so many gifted gifted talent people out there that I, I just think they they just need to Need to have players like myself and a couple of others that that's got a good, really good eye, good eye for, for for footballers. You know, put them in the payroll. You know what I mean? Like they get these people out of textbooks and think, think they can, you know, or, or, or haven't even played the game
0: and, and and think they can think they can see a footballer or know a footballer. You can't teach experience, can you? No, you can't. You can't. Not at all. Um, some quick hitters. Who's the best teammate you've had the pleasure of playing with? mate yeah uh, well when I was playing rugby league my, my, well
1: the best teammate I would have to say was Matty Singh like he was he he was so uh, underrated I think like a lot of people a lot of people didn't think he was so gifted but he had speed he had speed he was strong and and and, and a good mate of mine and but in rugby union I'd have to say Joe Roth yeah. Joe Roth like Joe like Rossi taught me a lot a lot about the rugby. And I learned a lot I learned a lot of, you know, Stephen Lancome just how he plays the game. Like he he, he always found like like Joe Roth and and uh and Bernie, you know what I mean, taught me a lot, you know, a lot about with rugby. Like they just like Rofi always said, because oh, it's always run the space, mate, you know what I mean? Run the space you'll find it. Like and, and once you've got space, you're so gifted like
0: I'll back you any day on one on one with anyone. Yeah. Do you reckon Larkham and Roffey were the two best footy brains you played with? Uh mate, Bernie Bernie
1: like when I first saw Bernie, like he showed up at training with their glasses on, right? And I mean, look at this look at this boy. Who was he, training, <laughs> right? he, he, he he looked like he looked like a nerd, that's it. Like he looked like a nerd, but on the football field he had he had brains, you know, he had brains he he, he just knew how to move Move the side around on the field and, and and when to do it and how to do it.
0: Who's the toughest opponent I do play against?
1: Well, the toughest opponents I would have to play in rugby league, probably I played against. Well, he was tough. The Axe, Trevor Gilmeister. of course. He 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 absolutely chopped me in half. Like I, I was running from fullback and I took this ball up and I went oh yeah I can run over this I can run over this little bloke. Jeez. Jeez, I, 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 I never ran at of again. Like he absolutely chopped me in half, that,
0: and that's why he was called the X. But in, in rugby union, I'd have to say Jonah. I was going to say well, yeah. I, I thought Jonah might be your pick.
1: Ah, uh, J- Jonah was my pick because me and him had really good rivalries. You know what I mean? Like we, we've always brought the best out of each other. Like we, we, we talked the talk, but the thing was we walked the walk. You know what I mean? Like we actually tested each other and brought out brought out the best,
0: the best, the best of both of us. Who's the best coach you've um, played under? Because um, you've played under plenty,
1: mate. They've all got different methods. eh? they've really got all different methods. Like I could I could say in rugby, league, Phil Gould, but uh, Eddie Jones. I'd have to say Eddie Jones would have to be my, my 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 pick because he just he just knew his rugby, and I, I, I got taught by Rod McQueen as well when when we actually won the you know the, the won the British Lions. You know, against the British Lions in 2001, like he, he was a smart coach. But Eddie Jones was, was the one for me in rugby union, yeah.
0: you played all around the world. What's the best atmosphere you've played at?
1: Well, the best atmosphere I've I played at is, is done better than, uh, well it was called Bruce Stadium. And they call it GIO Stadium, you know, so. But Bruce Stadium was the best stadium I've ever played at. Like, just the crowd, you know, once it, once they all flocked in there in the crowd you know it was a bit it's a bit like newcastle you know it was sort of like one town one team mm. and that's how it was especially when we we're winning down there like you know it's like any club like if they're winning they'll, they'll, they'll all come out but from from day one they all come out you know what i mean like they they all come out and and that was that was the best best ever ever field i ever played it was so I don't
0: know, but see, it's just so silky, that, that field. They really looked after it. You obviously were excellent at both rugby league and rugby union. Which one do you think you were better at?
1: Uh, sugar. I think <laughs> rugby union. Why's that? Like because um, I got taught by the best of the best and I learned a lot and I got to travel the world. You know what I mean? I really got to travel the world, and I really got to make really good mates, and which which I'm still good mates now. With you know, I'm I'm good mates with Garrick Morgan, and I'm 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 the head head back coach up at uh, Downland College here, uh, up in uh, up in Toowoomba, and you know, he gave me that opportunity here. You know, and I, I I think Rugby Union is they don't treat you as a number, they treat you as a person,
0: and they really look after you. Do you have a message for all the young Indigenous footballers who want to foot it, follow in your footsteps?
1: Well, all them young young Indigenous footballers out there that want to be a footballer, like it takes a lot of dedication. You know, it takes really a really lot of dedication, and because we are so gifted, because we are so gifted, we don't have to work too hard on it. But the thing is, I find I find with our Indigenous boys, we just got to stay focused and see and see what could be not not look at the moment like we need more mentors like, like myself and a couple of others like to, to just show them, show them, show them that light and, and, and show them that pathway and, and show them the future of there you know because when, you, when you're gifted you don't have to work too hard on it like you've just got to be mentally tough and show up every day every day at training and and and, 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 and you got to want it you really got to want what you want. You got to really find out your identity, who you are, and what you are, and, and 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 if you want something in this world, that's going to make it a whole lot easier. I find for Indigenous Indigenous boys, it's rugby league, rugby union, because we're so gifted at it. But we just got to be mentally tough, in, you know, in,
0: in, inside our heads to to really really focus on the big dreams. Absolutely. Besides yourself, is a sort of an indigenous player you've always sort of taken a liking to? Because there's a lot playing in both sports at the moment. Um,
1: at this present time or... Back yeah, in the
0: future, or, or it, either or, because you think, like, Greg Inglis has just retired, like, he's fantastic. And <laughs> Matrell Mitchell is just tearing up the NRL at the moment. Oh,
1: you're not wrong. Like, he's, 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 hitting a, he's really hitting a hot spot, hasn't he, Terrell? But for me, my highlight, like like, my is
0: um, is Lloyd Walker. Like mm. he taught me a lot. He really taught me how how, how
1: how rugby is playing and you know and and another idol idol for me is my brother, Alfie. Alfie Walker, you know, he, he passed away last night and um, he's he's always been the driving force in in my decision on where I go and everything else. And he's the one that really pushed me to to, you know yeah, you know, go and
0: go and go and chase my dreams. Sorry to hear about your brother. Yep. Um, and finally, what's next for Andrew Walker? What's next for Andrew Walker? Yeah. Uh, at,
1: at this moment, mate, I'm I'm just happy to live a good farming life up here in Queensland. I've um I've gone into the Wagyu beef and uh, mate. For us, we are uh, what we do. We IVF them, and and I live on 50 58 acres, so I work from home. So that's a good thing about it. And my lovely wife, she's got a riding school as well on the, on the property. Like I'm, um, I, I I just love working from my own backyard. You know what I mean? Like I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning. And I don't you know. My work's right here, like because I, I I'm working with the Wagyu beef. Like and we export them. We export them to to. Japan, so I really, you know, I, I'm really working on the farm, the farm
0: life, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time today, Andrew. Thanks,
1: Court. I really appreciate it,
0: mate. No worries, mate. Um, And we'll talk again soon.
1: Oh, right, well, mate, you take care and we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch.
0: Thank, thanks, mate. Talk soon. All right, mate. Have a good day. You too, mate. And thanks, guys, for joining us another edition of the Wide Water Sports.